Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Carter is not in his usual spot tonight. He is not in Stowe, Ohio, or Buffalo, New York. He is at Hoosier Park, broadcasting live where they uh, just completed, I believe, was it the fifth race, Mike? Yeah, the uh, fourth race, actually, uh, just completed at uh, the big one-to-five shot. Uh, picked up the victory for uh, Rocky Heathcamp driver, or excuse me, trainer Wilbur East. So uh, it's been a great night out here, except we brought the snow with us, so... Uh, that's, uh, well, that's the, snow, yeah, the snow is following you, and I guess it's supposed to uh, maybe hit this area like around Saturday night, Sunday morning. But uh, we certainly had some rain in the forecast today, kind of uh, fizzled out a little bit uh, right about the uh, fourth and fifth race at the uh, the Harris Philadelphia car. But then right towards the end, there, uh, the rain started to come. And uh, actually, we got the car without the rain, but on the way back to Maryland from Philadelphia, it was uh, raining quite hard. But, Mike, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Uh, we've got our drawing. That's going to be towards the end of the show. It is leg four of our George Morton Levy championship, and we've already got three people that have made it to the final and there's only two more opportunities so uh, we're going to draw towards the end of the program to see if you are one of the lucky seven we've got seven horse fields again mike 
uh, in the four divisions of the Levy uh, coming up on Saturday. But if you are a swing, you get to advance to the final for your chance to win a set of Yonix Shingra colors. We've got a great guest lineup for you today. Of course, Freaky Feet Pete is on his way back to the races here in 2016, and we've got his trainer, Larry Reinheimer, joining us in a few minutes. He'll be talking about the qualifier that Freaky Feet had, the Freaky Feet Pete had at the where you're sitting, Mike, at Hoosier Park. We'll talk to Larry in just a couple of minutes. New England Hall of Famer and a good friend of ours, Jim Winsky, will be joining the program. He'll be talking about his career as well as his current venture. That says the owner of Embroidery Unlimited. We'll talk to Jim about what's going on there. Also, we'll talk to the marketing manager at Mohegan Sun Pocono in the Harness Racing Division, Ms. Jennifer Starr. She's going to be joining us to preview what is coming up in the 2016 meet there. And we'll talk to Winnie Morgan Namath of New Vocation. She is at Equine Affair, not too far from you, Mike, in Columbus, uh, Ohio. And uh, she'll be uh, talking to us about what is going on there. Some great things happening there. Winnie Morgan Nemeth at New Vocations in cooperation with the Ohio Harness Services Association as well as the United States Trotting Association to make some things happen there. But first, Mike, before we get to Larry... Uh, a couple of uh, injuries, uh, Mike, to uh, start the 2016 meet. Certainly not good news. Mission Brief, the fantastic four-year-old Mare Trotter, two-time Dan Patch Award winner. She is out for 2016, uh, Mike. But uh, the good news is, is it looks like she'll be coming back maybe in 2017. As a matter of fact, the connections are 100% sure she'll be making it back to the races. Yeah, Mission Brief, you know, she had a she had an interesting 2015. But the, the big thing with Mission Brief last year during the Breeders' Crown, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I hate to say this, but I, I kind of put a headshot on the Breeders' Crown noticing that she was a little off. But, you know, it's unfortunate. And then, uh, you know, of course, Dubop's Nerler, uh, another very good uh, pacer, is out as well. So a couple of big injuries to note in 2016 in Mission Brief and uh, Dubop Nerler. Yeah, certainly, no question about it. Duop Hanover, Hanover, of course, uh, going down as well, broke a coffin bone uh, about this six weeks ago. On the bright side of things, uh, one of the uh, better, if not one of the great trotters of uh, the last couple of years, J.L. Cruz made his 2016 debut over at Dover, and uh, I'll tell you what, trotted huge, 153-2. and two. Uh, J.L. Cruz over uh, close to that $700,000 mark in career winnings, looking to make a splash in 2016, Mike. Yeah, J.L. Cruz uh, with that big 149 mile at the Meadowlands last year. Uh, finally coming back off the layoff, and I tell you, the race at Dover looked very, very sharp uh, last time out. And uh, I'm expecting a big year from J.L. Cruz to uh, come up against some of the bigger, uh, bigger trotters. No question about it. And Uncle Lasse made uh, the debut in Savannah, Sweden. <laughs> And uh, they're talking about this horse racing in the uh, elite mob. Mike, this horse looks so good in his debut over uh, overseas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the the big thing uh, about Uncle Lassie, I didn't get to see the race. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the elite mob uh, with Lincio being overseas and uh, a bunch of the big uh, U.S. horses he's overseas. It's going to be fun to watch uh, what may, uh, what may uh, happen from that. All right, we'll take our first time out. When we come back, Larry Reinheimer, trainer of Freaky Feet Pete, will join us. You've got post time with Mike and Mike. Friends of Maryland Standardbred, an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standardbreds on Twitter and like them on Facebook. 
The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Mike Kozich, and uh, we've got uh, trader Larry Reinheimer uh, coming on. And, Larry, it looks like I might have missed you. I'm sitting in the clubhouse at Hoosier Park looking for you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, But it's good to have you on the show. No, we're not there. <laughs> not there on, the, not there on this uh, rainy night, Mike. Well, listen, we talked about rainy night. We well, Actually, snowy night. And uh, yeah. let's go uh, back a couple of days, Larry. Talk about another snowy day. When uh, your uh, fantastic horse, Freaky Feet Pete, uh, qualified in 52-2, and two, certainly a good thing. Talk about uh, your thoughts on his qualifier. Well, I, we didn't know where we was for sure, and we wanted to take down. We want to get him a couple qualifiers in before he starts here. And uh, we thought, I told Trace that he was comfortable. Just don't choke him down or fight him and let him pace where he wants to. And that's what he done. So I'm now, very I- happy with it. That's fantastic. Larry, tell us a little bit about the off season. How'd the off season go for Freaky Feet Pete? Did he put on a little bit of weight or Yeah, he filled out a little bit more through the barrel and through the back and stuff. I was to Florida for two months and boy was training in there and jogging him. I come home and I couldn't believe how much more he filled out. So he's feeling good. Now, Larry, coming up for in 2016 is a uh, strong stake schedule for Freaky Feet Pete. Uh, what's he looking for in 2016 as far as uh, where he's going to get his start and uh, what's his schedule look like? Uh, first off, they've got a mini-series here at Hoosier Park Road for four-year-olds. I'd like to start him in that to get him started for a couple times, and then we'll probably go to the Battle of Lake Erie. How about that? Yeah. Visiting live with Larry Reinheimer, trainer, Freaky Feet. Pete, Mike, I'll let you go ahead because Battle of Lake Erie, that's that's your territory, my friend. Yeah, the Battle of Lake Erie is at Northfield Park on Preakness night, May 21st. And Larry, you're going to be facing uh, some of the big names uh, in that race, Spoiled Again, Wiggly Jigglets, and just name a few. Uh, how, has Freaky Feet, Pete, you know, he's going to a half-mile racetrack. How do you think he's going to be able to handle uh, – handle the, the half mile at Northfield. I think he'll be okay. He's trained on he trains on a half a mile all the time. I mean the only time he's off of half a mile is when we're racing and qualifying. So he don't seem to have any problem on it. Visiting with Larry Reinheimer. Larry uh, did uh, Trace Tietrich, of course, who did qualify Freaky Feet Pete in that fifty two and two mile. Did uh, Trace have anything to say about uh, Freaky Feet's qualifier, do you? He said he was a little aggressive and a little fired up and felt good, and he was, he was real good. He thought he would come back good. 
Now, when you have a horse like this, do you basically do you set your roadmap a little bit for 2016? I mean, do you do you kind of go through the stakes races throughout the year and say, well, he could be here, then another month he could be here, here, or do you just basically play it race by race? Uh, no, I pretty well play it out uh, where he could be, but most of the time it's race by race where he, I feel he'd be comfortable at and. You know, I don't want to shift too far yet, but yet I will if I have to. Some of these races we've got him in, yeah, we're coming to the Meadowlands and a few other places with him. Reflecting back now that you've had some time, you've had, uh, well, four or five months now, the whole winter to kind of reflect back on uh, 2015 and the great season by Freaky Feet. Pete, any any uh, now that you've had time to reflect on that, do do you have any have any more thoughts about that great season? No, I don't. I just it was a dream come true. I mean, and I we loved every minute of it, and I I wouldn't do anything different than what I did last year with it. Of course, one of the horses that uh, you saw and, and raced well against is your three-year-old. You're going to probably see a lot as a four-year-old, and that's Wiggle the Jiggle. The last couple of races at Yonkers, the defeat from post uh, seven. Uh, and then, of course, the win and debut at uh, Dover. Have you been uh, kind of eyeing him uh, a little bit? Have you been watching his efforts? Yes, I have. I've been watching him. He won a great race the last time. <laughs> really, I mean, you couldn't ask for much more out of him. Well, so I'll tell you what, Larry, it's, gonna, it's going to be a fantastic four-year-old season, a fantastic 2016. We certainly can't wait for, uh, I'll tell you, the marquee matchup between Freaky Feet Pete and Wiggle the Jiggle. And now you've got all the older horses, too, always be Mickey and the others that are certainly going to make for one of the better four-year-old campaigns that uh, that I can, I can remember. It's, it's going to be a fantastic, yeah. exciting year. And Larry, want to wish uh, good luck to you guys and good luck to Freaky Feet Pete. And uh, when's he going to uh, make his 2016 debut? Uh, probably be the, uh, well, I, he's got, uh, two early closers here in April. Indiana Sire early closers, four-year-olds. And I would like to race him a couple times there, and then he'll probably go to the Battle of Lake Erie out uh, there. Fantastic. Larry, best of luck to you, and can't wait for the season to start. Okay, you bet. All right, that was Larry Reinheimer, the trainer of Freaky Feet Pete, and Mike, uh, I'll tell you, just a, a great guy, a humble guy. It's always exciting to see a horse of Freaky Feet's pal- caliber end up with a guy like this. And it's, uh, I'll tell you, what a fun ride this 2016 season is going to be with all the great quality horses. Just hope that uh, everybody can stay healthy throughout the year. And uh, if that's the case, it's going to be a fantastic patch, uh, action pack here. Yeah, Mike, there's some very strong pacers. And I'll tell you, it, 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 it's so hard to pick between them. I mean, Freaky Pete Pete, the Breeders' Crown champion, he made a big move on Lost for Words last year. It's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Certainly. Well, Mike's live at Hoosier Park. I'm live at Elkton, Maryland. We're both dealing with weather conditions right now, but uh, certainly having a lot of fun. Our post time with Mike and Mike. We've got a lot left on this show, and we come back. We're going to have uh, Jim Winsky, longtime horseman, owner of Embroidery Unlimited, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his uh, New England Hall of Fame career. But the first, we're going to have a new segment on the show, Mike. It's the Maryland Minute. So when we come back, we'll have Jim Winsky. You've got the Maryland Minute coming up next. Post time with Mike and Mike. We'll be back in a minute. This is your Maryland Minute. 
The Maryland Minute is brought to you by Friends of Maryland Standard Breads. Interested in learning more about racing under saddle? Now's your opportunity to attend a Racing Under Saddle seminar May 15th at Windback Farms in Maryland. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., the fee is $10 and lunch is provided. Come learn more about the standard bread sport from active participants. It is an opportunity for people who are interested in racing under saddle to learn more about techniques and training. There will be demonstrations and riders will discuss the sport with seminar participants. If you have a standard bread that you plan to use for racing under saddle, you are welcome to bring the horse to the seminar. It is required to bring a riding helmet and safety vest. More details will be given upon RSVP. Please RSVP by May 6th. Email Clarissa Coughlin at clarissacoughlin at gmail.com. Once again, email Clarissa at clarissacoughlin at gmail.com. Directions to the farm will be provided upon receipt of RSVP. This Racing Under Saddle seminar is sponsored by Windback Farms and Friends of Maryland Standardbreds. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Mike's live from Hoosier Park. Uh, so sometimes his quality is not going to be great. When he unmutes his phone, he can do a lot of activity. But you know what? I'm not going to complain, Mike, because that means there's fans at the racetrack. Am I right? Yeah, I can see the racetrack. And they're, uh, they're actually charging to the wire in uh, race five right now. All right. Well, I hope your $2 show bet on the favorite cash is my friend right now. Let's bring in our good friend, Jim Winsky. Uh, Jim, our longtime uh, Arnest Horseman, uh, New England Hall of Fame, a lot of accomplishments. Jim, how you doing, buddy? We're hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Couldn't not complain. Uh, listen, and if, and if we complain, nobody's going to listen anyway. Is that right? <laughs> That's the way it works nowadays. Jim, tell us about your start in the business. Longtime horseman, uh, New England Hall of Fame, certainly a great career. Tell us about how you got started. It was just a long time ago, hanging around with my grandfather, my mother's father. He was uh, big into uh, racing as a hobby, and he had horses with um, the Hogan family in Marlboro, and he kind of did a little bit on his own, and I just kind of, you know, followed him around. And, uh, you know, so when I was a kid, probably 10, 11 years old, that's all I was kind of interested in doing, and just like everybody, I you know I grew up. I went to school and you know wanted to do the college part. At least my parents thought I did. And uh, pretty much all I wanted to do was racing. And so I just uh, took a leave of absence from college and just went on to racing and you know, started off in the New England area racing. Uh, you know mostly Foxborough, Rockingham, and every once in a while you would ship up to you know Hinsdale or Scarborough, just like everybody in New England. And then from there I just moved on to. Um, you know, Saratoga, and we raced, you know, different tracks, but I stayed stable there for 10 years. And then I did like a six-year six year tour of duty in the New Jersey area. That's what, we call it. Call That's what we call it. That's what we call it in harness racing, a tour of duty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is New Jersey. It's a different style of life down there. Yeah, it certainly is. But you know, I was I was I was doing the I was reading the write up on you, and you know, all the different racetracks that uh, you've raced at, uh, a lot of them, uh, unfortunately, we've lost, like Liberty Bell and Liberty Bell in yeah. Syracuse, and you know, Greenwood, of course, the the great Roosevelt Raceway. You know, talk about some of those racetracks and, and what it meant to you to, to race there. Some just some palaces of harness racing. Well, when I was a kid, and you you know you grow up, and back in those days, uh, Yonkers and Roosevelt. I mean, you had a hard time getting in there to be able to race. 
So you almost had to pull whatever strings and connections you could to to get into the place. And, you know, it was just a thrill, like when I was stabled at Roosevelt, and you look out and, you know, you see Carmine and you see Joe Marsh and Merritt Doki and Johnny Chapman, and they're all out there jogging and training, and Michael Chance. I mean, you're in, you're at awe because, you know, they're the they're the headliners of the industry back then. Yeah, certainly. And, of course, I grew up in the Chicago area, so I was familiar with Sportsman's Park. And, uh, of course, Hawthorne, where I was in the in the winter, is uh, racing harness again. But, I mean, all the great uh, Chicago racetracks, Washington Park did burn down, and then Aurora Downs. And, and uh, you know, there was an A, B, there was even a C circuit there when you had Fairmont and, in, in Quad City. And, you know, just some great memories there. But I'm also reading, uh, Jim, that you did some uh, public relations work. You did some radio TV promoting for uh, Saratoga and some other tracks. Talk about that a little bit. Saratoga had um, come up with an idea with um, the Morris family about we did a uh, thing we called it Talk to the Stars, and myself and Barry Siegel would do it. And, uh, you know, we put a thing together in uh, um, the end of the clubhouse grandstand area, and I'd have a table, and we'd have people up, and I would have, like, guests come up. And so I'd have, you know, different drivers and trainers and veterinarians and grooms and anybody, and even brought horses up to the grandstand. And we, we would get 50 or 60 people which is a huge crowd to, to come up there. And, uh, you know, like when uh, Billy Houghton came or Stanley Dancer came, we'd have them up there, and we'd do it once a week, and it was a, it was a big hit for a while. And, uh, and then, you know, they, back in the OTB days, you know, they had their talk shows on the radio, and so I would do a lot of that for them and, you know, and help them out. And, uh, and whatever, they, whatever they asked us to do, myself and Frank Coppola, who's st- still racing up there now, one of the top drivers, you know, we'd go on different uh, – you know, publicity things for them, whether it was on the golf course or, I mean, one time we did a thing with uh, Merv Griffin at uh, one of the hotels, the Americana, welcoming him to the Albany area. And I brought a horse and, you know, did a lot of pitches and stuff for publicity with them right at the hotel. Yeah, that's one of the things about harness racing. A lot of celebrities, you, you know, used to be involved. Jim, tell us about the, some of the great horses you've had. I mean, you're in the business for a long time, had some pretty nice horses. Tell us about some of those. You know, I think it's not like that I had great horses. I had poor man's everyday good horses, I think. Um, you know, I had a lot of, you know, a lot of good trotters that we raced in the opens at, you know, Yonkers and things like that and and um, in the Meadowlands, Freehold. But, uh, you know, to me, one of my favorite horses was uh, Gordon Abrant. He had set a world record at Freehold, you know, back in the day when 57 was a good mile. And Dandy Promise, same thing. She set a world record down there. But they were they were two really nice horses that I trained back then. They, you know, they could make a hundred thousand a year as just overnight horses. You know, we didn't have a lot of big stake horses. We just had ones that could, you know, race in the overnights. Um, you know, after getting out of the business, I mean, we had, you know, uh, as an owner, um, you know, we had like, you know, brand new girlfriend, Sugar Wheeler. We, you know, we had some good. Good ones that way with uh, Paul Kelly's stable, and I've had some nice ones with um, George Ducharme. Um, you know, Gryffindor, we raced him in the in the little brown jug, and, and he was a nice horse. Um, but, uh, you know, just a lot of solid racehorses, I think. Now, did you prefer trotters or paces? I'd much rather have trotters. Um, you know, most of my owners uh, were, were good about it. We, when I was training, we would have any. And most of the people that I'm partners with now, are, a lot of them were people I trained for. Uh, one particular man, I'll point out, Milt Lehman, he owns a lot of horses, and I actually trained horses um, with his dad, and he will not own a trotter with me, and I always tease him about that. <laughs> 
visiting live with Jim Winsky. Jim, what did it mean to you uh, to be inducted into the New England Hall of Fame? Well, I think it was, you know, quite an honor. I don't know if I was should have really been in the Hall of Fame. I don't think if anybody really, you know, knows that. But I mean, it's a it's a it's a great thing. There's a lot of you know super horsemen in there. Um, you know, I'd like to think that I was in that group, and uh, you know, I guess that's what they thought. Um, you know, so it, it's just a it's a really good honor. It was a great thing, great night. Um, I had a bunch of, you know, horsemen that I knew came up to it and had my whole family there. So it's something you'll never forget. And fast forwarding now to the year uh, 2016, you've got uh, Embroidery Unlimited. And I have to tell you, you know, you you made some nice jackets for us. You made some very nice. And I'm going to tell you, they are just terrific. I mean, it's great, great stuff. The quality is fantastic. You know, it's it's just a a great, great thing. Now, tell us how you got started in that. I know you opened that up in the early 90s. And uh, obviously, it's going strong. You've been going 20 years. Yeah, uh, at the time when I was racing, I had 45 at Showplace, and it was just like I was just kind of getting a little bit of burnt from racing up and down the highways in New Jersey, and I just thought the timing was right. Um, I wanted you know see my kids grow up, and my mother was sick with cancer, so I just decided that you know what I was gonna kind of get out, which I don't think anybody thought I would, and stay out. But I've never really got out because of I still own horses so much you know and I still talk to everybody in the business all the time and so I started I uh, came home and I started this company Embroidery Unlimited and we started right from scratch and I started it in September and in November when I went to Harrisburg it was like all the horsemen just came all around and, and helped out to, to keep me going and you know we picked up a ton of business from the horse people from knowing me and everything and you know uh, we just kept going kept the same work ethics in the embroidery business as we do with the the horse business you put all the time and effort into it and it helps and so you know like right now we do i would say the majority of the big events in harness racing we provide the goods for them Uh, maura fanning from the breeders crown and david reed from preferred equine and chip hastings from the united states trotting association have just been you know great supporters of mine from since day one so i can't thank those guys enough and you know from a lot of the different uh you know the race tracks and and, and doing things like right now we're we're doing five thousand towels for yonkers you know we did the hats for the um international trot last year we'll you know do stuff all for the breeders crown again this year uh, in the past we've done the little brown jug the meadowlands pace um, you know, it goes on and on forever, what we've done. Yeah, and once again, for anybody that, uh, you know, that may be interested uh, in your services that you guys got to offer, where uh, where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? They can check us out at embroideryunl.com. They can call us at 508-485-5522. And they could probably look inside a lot of the hats that have the horse uh, racetracks and everything on it because our tags are in there. Um, but, you know, they can find us. Look up Jim Winsky online. It'll show up. Well, Jim, listen, buddy, we really appreciate you joining the show. One final question I have for you, and I know since you've been doing the embroidery uh, unlimited thing, you've kind of scaled back in racing. Do, do you miss your everyday involvement in, in harness racing? You know, in a way, uh, you, you never you never miss that. I mean, I, I mean, you never forget that. You always like to do it. Um, Two weeks ago, I went down to Jim Hardy's um, barn in uh, down by you know Plain Ridge, and uh, I jogged like five or six horses for him. So you know, I I do miss that part of it. I'm going to plan on trying to show up at Plain Ridge this year, um, 
maybe possible, definitely going to own some down there because it's close and I haven't, and maybe consider driving something there this summer. Jim, we really appreciate it, my friend. And once again, anybody uh, that uh, needs anything from Jim, get a hold of him at his telephone number uh, or, or visit him online, Embroidery U. On, it's UNL, right? EmbroideryUNL.com. Make sure you check them out because they do fantastic, fantastic work. Jim, we really appreciate you joining us, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. That was uh, Jim Winsky, and uh, we've got Jennifer Starr right on deck. So, Jen, if you can hear me, don't go anywhere. Mike, are you, are you still with us, or uh, are you at the uh, IRS window? No, I'm still here. I didn't cash any IRS tickets on my, uh, on my show tickets. So, uh, uh <laughs> You know, we're sitting here. My wife's actually getting ready to go in the starter car, so uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. it's a lot of fun. We're having a great time, and I I gotta commend the group here at Hoosier Park. They have done a fantastic job. The customer service since we walked through the door has been fantastic. Well, that's uh, terrific. So I just wanted to make sure I didn't you know I didn't know if you maybe hit a big one and uh, maybe you were you were headed out the door and you decided heck with it. I hit a big one. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right, well, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we have uh, Mohegan Sun Pocono's very own Jen Starr. She's going to tell us about the upcoming 2016 live harness racing meet at Mohegan Sun Pocono. We also have Wendy Morgan Nemeth going to join us. Uh, she's at uh, Equine Affair, and she's going to uh, tell us about what's going on there, some good things going on there. That's uh, in Ohio, and she's uh, going to tell us about all of that. Plus, don't forget, we have the drawing for the uh, George Morton Levy Challenge. It's week number four. Three have made the finals. We've got two more to make the finals, and it could be you. So stick around. We'll be doing that drawing a little bit later on on the program. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, and we'll be back in just a moment. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. All right, we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. We certainly appreciate you joining us on this Thursday night. Mike Carter is live from beautiful Hoosier Park, enjoying the racing action there. And uh, speaking of racing action right now, we're joined by Jen Starr from Regan Sun Pocono. Jen, we certainly appreciate you taking time out to join us here tonight. Oh, thanks so much. It's really an honor to be with you guys. Love the show. Love hanging out with you. And, and again, thanks for having me. All right. The racing marketing manager. First of all, the meet's already started. It's been going for a couple of weeks now. Tell us how the meet's gone so far. Terrific, actually. You know, the track is in phenomenal condition. We just kicked off the Bobby Weiss series, and that has been going really, really well. We've got some exceptional stakes action again this season. As you know, we celebrated our 50th anniversary last year. So going into this season, we're we're on that high, you know, coming off the 50th, and we're really excited about the racing. And as I said, the racing action so far has been really, really competitive and really exceptional already, and we're only in a few weeks. Now, Jen, I'm checking off another racetrack at Hoosier Park tonight that I have not been to. I've got to get to Pocono 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about what's uh, what's coming up big in 2016 for uh, Pocono Downs. Well, we have a lot of really big stakes night. Of course, we're bringing back our Sun Stakes Saturday again with the Max Hempt Memorial, the James Lynch Memorial, the Ben Franklin, uh, over $2 million in purses. And as you know, a lot of superstars came through in the past several years on those big races, the Earl Beale Memorial. What a phenomenal night of racing. We have that set for July 2nd. And that in itself, the racing has been absolutely phenomenal over the past few years with that. So that's definitely a stakes night to look forward to. The eliminations will be the week before for that. On August 20th, we'll be bringing back Super Stakes Saturday with the Battle of the Brandywine, the Colonial, the Valley Forge. Two huge, huge stakes nights with those two combined, over $4.5 million in purses. So those are two dates to put on your calendar right now and not to miss at all. For summer stakes action. Yeah, that's certainly and going you know, to be fantastic to look forward to, Jen. And, you know, we also have, um, I, I know you guys are well aware of this, too. We're doing the uh, inaugural Pennsylvania Classic in Miss Pennsylvania this year. The 500 grand Miss Pen- uh, Pennsylvania Classic is scheduled. We're going to put that on our Derby Day card, which is a double card for us. So we're really excited. Sandwiched in between is the Kentucky Derby, but we've got the double race card of harness racing, the morning card of 11, the night card after the Derby, and in the night card, we will have the Pennsylvania Classic and the Miss Pennsylvania. And this is a preview to Sire Stakes action for the summer season, and it'll be highlighting, of course, the best PA Sire three-year-olds. And, you know, what better, better day to have it than on Derby Day? So we're excited about those races as well. So it's going to be a really big stake season, lots of terrific racing along with those big stakes nights. Yeah, certainly. Now, Jen, you I was reading a, a bio on you, uh, and I can't remember why I read it, but you actually make derby hats. <laughs> well, I, I do. And, you know, a few years ago when, when I started looking at hats, I thought, you know, they're they're great, they're beautiful, they're creative, and I think I could do this. And I started doing it, and, and before you know it, I would start doing it for other people. And then I thought, why don't I just start making some of my own? So I would create them and, you know, just throw a little effort into them, a little color, a little creativity, and they're so much fun. And, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of compliments on them over the years, so they're just, they're just a lot of fun to display and have fun with. Now, Jen, let's, uh, let's talk on a little bit more of a uh, serious note. I know uh, before your season kicked off, uh, your starter fell very, very ill. Can you give us a little bit of an update for those who are following you on uh, Facebook about how he's doing? Well, Bruce Sozaic was going to be our starter for the 2016 season. He was actually our driver for uh, several years. He's been at Pocono for years and years and years. And right after he was named as our starter judge, he did um, suffer a heart attack, which was extremely devastating to all of us. And it was a little touch and go. And from what I understand, every day he gets a little bit better and a little bit stronger. And it's good news to hear that so we are really looking forward to the, the day when Bruce could actually come and visit us and and hang out with us so we did get another starter for the season and we're really excited about having uh, Joe DeSimone hang out with us for the season and you know he's doing a great job and we just we just want to wish Bruce get well get better get strong come back to Pocono and you know everybody send their get well wishes 
All right, Jim. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. It's going to be another fantastic year, 2016. It's uh, year 51. Last year was your 50th racing anniversary. It's uh, year 51, and it seems like, Jenny gets better and better each and every year. It does. It totally does. Lots of events, too, along with the racing. So, you know, fans, come out. If you've never been here before, bring your friends, bring your family. Enjoy Pocono. It's such a beautiful area. It's a beautiful racetrack. Just come on out and have some fun. And both of you, Mikes, I hope to see you here this season. I will look forward to entertaining and, and setting you guys up and having a good time with both of you. All right, fantastic. Appreciate that, Jen. Thank you so much. All right, that was Jen Starr, Racing Marketing Director at Mohegan Sun at Pocono. She does a terrific job over there. It's a, a great racing season uh, over Pocono. A beautiful area, by the way. I mean, right up there in the mountains, Mike. And uh, Now, that's a place you've never been, right? No, I've never been to Pocono. I've been by it a hundred times, but uh, I've never been to the racetrack. So I'm going to have to get out there and uh, visit Jen and uh, visit the group out there. Yeah, no question about it. Well, we're going to forgo our commercial break because uh, Winnie Morgan Nemeth is joining us now live on the program, and uh, she is live at Equine Affairs, so we don't want to keep her too long. Winnie, are you there? Hi, yes, I am. Now, you are at Equine Affair. Of course, Winnie Morgan Nemeth from New Vocations. Uh, you're at Equine Affair. It started today at the Ohio Expo Center. And for those of uh, our listeners that may not know, what is Equine Affair? Equine Affair is an all-breed expo. Um, I believe it's in Ohio and Massachusetts. Um, they will have anywhere, you know, 20,000-plus attend um, this event. There's a large trade show. There's many nationally known clinicians. Uh, they give clinics all day. Um, but basically, it's a place for people interested in horses of any kind to come and see a variety of different breeds, different disciplines. Um, it's a very good educational seminars. It's a very uh, broad event uh, for the horse industry, but it's a great one for us to be a part of. That's right, and it's a partnership between you guys, the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association, and the United States uh, Trotting Association. Now, what are some of the horses that uh, are there that are uh, representing you guys, New Vocations? So we um, were asked by the USTA and OHHA to bring four retired racehorses. Um, that, one, we would be participating in the standard bred demonstrations. Um, there's, quite, there's a couple under saddle demonstrations. And then um, tonight, or actually tonight through Saturday night, they do an event called Fantasia, which is more or less, a, I believe it's an hour and a half, but it's a musical of many different varieties of breeds and discipline. And um, so that's what we're getting ready for right now. And we have Grain of Truth, who was recently retired um, last year, late last year, and he is going to be the uh, the harness racing example tonight. Um, he's one of the first standard breds that they've ever had in Fantasia. And so he's going to, he looks pretty fancy um, and he's taking it in really well, but it is kind of a, a showy event. Uh, there's a lot of show horses. So we, we did kind of dress them up just a, a little bit, um, but we have grain of truth here. We have a horse named Argentina um, that raced at Northfield park, also Saratoga in Canada. We have a horse named Mr. Bailey that is here on another Northfield Park horse. And then we have a really cute SJ's Caviar named Big and Little that race at the Poconos and the Meadows quite a bit. Fantastic. Now, you guys are there till the 10th, which uh, means you guys, you guys will pretty much be there all weekend. If anybody wants to attend, once again, can you tell them where it's at and uh, maybe what to expect over the next three nights? 
Sure. It's at the Ohio State Fairgrounds in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I'm sure uh, equineaffair.com is their website, but you can just pay uh, to get in per day or you can pay for the whole event. Um, it opens at 9 every day and it closes at 7, except closes on Sunday at 5. Um, we also have some horses that have been adopted through New Vocations that are participating in other standard bread demonstrations well, as well. So total, we have 10 horses here. Um, the USTA has a booth here, and we have a petting stall there where people can get selfies with retired racehorses. And then New Vocations has a booth, and we have a lot of great um, clothing items available uh, promoting uh, our retired racehorses. Sounds terrific. Winnie Morgan Nemeth, uh, one final question before we let you go. How are things going at New Vocations? Anything new that uh, we should know about? It's been really busy. Um, the spring has been a busy time. We've been getting quite a few horses adopted, and there's horses waiting to come in, so that's always a great sign. That is terrific. Winnie Morgan Nemeth uh, from New Vocations. Winnie, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, have a lot of fun over there. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. That was Winnie Morgan Nemeth from New Vocations, and uh, she's over there at Equine Affair uh, getting together with uh, the USTA and the OHHA, doing some great things uh, promoting standard bread racing at the uh, Equine Affair. Mike, are you still with us, or did you cash that big ticket yet? No, I'm still here. I, I, you know, uh, I'm ready for the Levy draw, and uh, I know we're getting ready to pull out the names for the, uh, the Levy contest coming up this weekend. All right, that's uh, that's what we're going to do. Plus, we're going to take a look at uh, the George Morton Levy. There's four more divisions coming up on Saturday. There's three more divisions of the Blue Chip Matchmaker coming up on Friday. So the best age paces and the uh, best of Philly and Mare paces, the Mare paces, I should say, will be in action coming up on Friday. We'll dissect that, plus we'll have our big drawing. We'll see who's going to move on to week number four. And uh, don't forget, there's only two more chances. So today... And next week, and then after that, it's the finals. And whoever wins the final will uh, take home the grand prize, a set of Yannick Jingra colors. We'll be right back after this on Post Time with Mike and Mike. This is Mike Bozich with Harness Racing's newest podcast, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Our goal is to positively promote the sport of harness racing. Every horse has a story to tell, whether a claimer or a stakes horse, and we plan on telling those stories here on this program. If you would like to advertise on Post Time with Mike and Mike, send us an email at ptmikeandmike at yahoo.com for more information. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ptmikeandmike1. Listen to a brand new broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. Any prior episodes can be listened on demand as well. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. Once again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash PT Mike and Mike. And thanks so much for listening. Friends of Maryland Standard Bread is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook.
Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, we've had a pretty action-packed show so far, but coming up now is the Levy Draw. We've got just a couple of weeks left to enter to win a pair of Yannick Zingrath colors uh, coming up in the George Morton Levy Final in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, we certainly do. And uh, now you know this is going to take me a minute to do this Periscope thing, right? You know it's going to take me a minute to start it and get the iPad out and make sure it's in the, the you know, pointing the right way and all that kind of good stuff. I do have, thanks to my wife, I do have all the slips of paper ready. So that is prepared. Listen, I take a week off from technology and it crashes. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Here we go. Okay, so start broadcast. After my 15-minute snafu two weeks ago, I thought you were uh, good for the job. Listen, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the lady to go. You've got 90 seconds. You've got 90 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So we're officially on Periscope, I think. (laughs) And uh, we're going to do the Levy draw now. Can you can you write this down? I mean, you've got to have a pen. You've got a pen and a piece of paper, don't you? Um, I've got a pencil, but what I will do is hold on. Oh, right on your program. For, for hold on, a, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second here. I'm gonna pull up. You know, I, I tell you the one good thing about uh, iPad is they got this neat little thing. It's called Pages, and I can type it up as you're talking. Oh, more technology. What happened to the old pen and paper days? Yeah, well, I've only got a pencil. And, you know, I don't really trust that right now. So. I've got it covered. I've got a pen and I've got a piece of paper. Okay, here we go. No, I'm just going to have to write over my... We're good to go. No, 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 no. You're good? good? Okay. Go. Come on. All right. Okay, here's what we're going to so do. We've got four divisions horses, right? of the George Morton Levy. We've got four divisions of the George Morton Levy, and uh, we're going to uh, shake it up here. It's in this little container, by the way. So uh, let's see. Draw out which division it is going to be, Mike, and uh, the lucky number is division... Number, or I should say race number, six. That is a six, by the way, I believe. Race number yeah, six. that is a six. I think that's the middle, middle a, race, if I'm not mistaken. Race number six. You know, I don't even have the program up. I'll, uh, I'll have Here, to, I'll on, have to I'll get I'll it up you, here in just a moment. I'll tell you right now. Let's see here. Race number six on the Yonkers card on Saturday. Race six on the Yonkers card. Hold on one second, Mike. I'm pulling it up right now, okay? Well, it is coming up. In just a second here, see? Race did not want to hear. at Yonkers. Let's see. Race, race wanna... five. Holy moly. By the time you get to race six, the show will be over. Yeah, right. Sorry, folks. Yonkers, Mod- race number Modern six. technology at its finest. Actually, it's not the Wiggly Jiglet race. So, Dream uh, Out Loud, Texas Terror, uh, Take It Back Terry is another big horse that's in there. So, Mike, we're ready. When you are, I can uh, I can give the horses because I can pull them both up at the same time. Okay. Well, we're going to draw the names first, and then uh, is that how we do it? We draw the names first? Are we going to draw? Actually, we're going to do it different. We're going to draw a name and a number. How about that? Sounds good to we're me. Gonna be, we're going to be economic. We're going to be economical on this edition of uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Okay, here we go. Our first name, and let's see. You can see. Uh, make sure you can see right there. It's a nice see-through little container. Four ninety-nine at all these. All right, Amanda Jennings is the first one. Amanda Jennings. You got that, Mike? 
Amanda Jennings and what? Amanda she Jennings. Gets she gets post number two. Two. Amanda Jennings, Texas Terror driver Matt Kelly, Jose Godinez. It's Amanda. What was the last name again? Amanda. Amanda Jennings. J E N N I N G S. Amanda Jennings. Amanda Jennings for Texas Terror. All right. Here we go. Our second pick. Seems like the lottery. Vanessa Powell's back in, Mike. Vanessa Powell. She is back in. Okay. And she is going to draw a number. Is that you blowing the bugle there, Mike? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Multi-talented. She's number six. Vanessa Powell is drawing the number six horse. Santa Fe Beach Boys. I Jason Bartlett for Trader Off a big off a big win yeah, last big week. Win. All right, here we go. This one is Mike Arnold. Mike Arnold. Mike Arnold has drawn post number number seven. What's number seven? The far outside. Mike Arnold, struck post seven. Even in a pleasure for driver Daniel Dubay. Tony O'Sullivan, stable. Uh, not a bad horse. Not a bad horse. No, not at all. All right, let's see. The next lucky contestant is Gene Janazzo. Gene Janazzo. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. And, uh,. Let's see, and uh, Gene's going to get the old number five right in the middle there. Post or post five, sell your boots, Trevor Brian Pierce, uh, trainer Andrew Harris, and it was Gene, what did you say her last name was, Mike? Gene Janazzo. Janazzo, okay. Mike Arnold just joined our periscope. Yep, you won. What, what post did you get? Uh, did Mike uh, Arnold get there, Mike? Mike? Mike Arnold drew post at seven, even a pleasure. Seven. You'll need some racing luck, my friend, but uh, we'll see. Okay, let's see. We've got uh, Patty Valvo. Patricia Valvo's back in, Mike. Okay. I'll tell you, take it back. Terry's still left, so this could, this could get interesting. Well, she drew the number one. Number one, Green Out Loud, Yannick Jingrod, Darren Saison for Patricia Valvo. Two more to go, Mike. Two more to go. And who's left? Take it back, Terry, and who? Take it back, Terry, and Ideal Cowboy. Both have great chances to win. One is wow, two, two good horses left. Two. two good horses left. Next one is Ronald Slonsky. I hope I'm pronouncing that one right. Ron Slonsky. And uh, let's see. I hope so. And that's uh, uh, horse number four. Post four for Ronald Swanski. He'll get Ideal Cowboy for, right. let's see, that's driver George Brennan. I'm sorry, no, driver Tim Teacher, Jeffrey Bannon Jr. So the one that's left is Take It Back Terry. Drum roll, who's it going to be, Mike? Wow, Take It Back Terry. And the winner of Take It Back Terry is Eric Kanigi. Eric Nice. It's Eric Nice. Eric Nice. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Eric and uh, there nice. it is, post three. So I, I told you, just because I'm an announcer doesn't mean I'm going to pronounce everything right. Anyway, post three, take That's it back, Terry. That's a big pick, Mike. Big, big there. Uh, so Patricia Valvo gets post one, Amanda Jennings post two, Eric Nines post three, Ronald Swanson post four, Gene Janazzo post five, 
Vanessa Powell post six, and Mike Arnold gets post seven. And uh, Mike, if I'm right, uh, we are uh, taking entries for next week's drawing. So if you didn't get picked, next week I uh, believe we're coming up on the last week, correct? Yeah, next week is it. So once again, uh, you have to get to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. You have to sign up. All it takes is your name and email. And and uh, if your name is drawn, we'll assign you a horse. And if that horse wins, you move on to the final. We're going to have five in the final, which means there'll probably be about two, three that uh, will not be racing for anybody. And if one of those horses wins, then the Onyx Shingra colors, uh, well, we'll just have to give them away another day. But everybody who makes it to the final is going to get a prize, uh, going to get one of our new nice post-time with Mike and Mike cats. I don't, uh, you know, I should have had one in here because I knew I were going on Periscope, and uh, I don't have one in there. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get one before the broadcast is up and show you the beautiful post-time with Mike and Mike sh- uh, I had on ter- uh, Periscope. We also have uh, bobbleheads to give away, Tim Teacher, Corey Callahan, Yannick Shingra. So uh, you're going to win something if you make the finals. I am going to log off of Facebook, I mean, excuse me, of Periscope, and uh, let's see if I can do that. Stop broadcast. Okay, perfect. So we're on our way, Mike. I, I did it. I did it. I did it. I see. I'm watching. I'm actually watching the replay now, so you did a good job. No, oh, fantastic. And uh, by the way, I'm going to put Periscope out. We still have a little bit of time. We're going to go over the Levy and the Matchmaker in just a second before we get out of the, before we uh, close the show up. But I'm actually going to restart a Periscope here, Mike, because uh, Francine was uh, nice enough to hand me this post time with Mike and Mike Cat. And I do want to show everybody, and we're going to be uh, giving these away. This is courtesy of our good friends at Embroidery Unlimited. Jim Winsky, we talked to him on the show today. Please visit his website, embroideryunl.com. You can find uh, his contact information there for all your embroidery needs. They do such great work. And uh, Let's see. Now, let me uh, try to do this on Periscope one more time. This could take the rest of the show again, Mike. Right. All right, here we go. Okay, so once again, I'm going to be on Periscope here for just another a uh, couple of seconds, and uh, okay, there we go. Here is the post time with Mike and Mike Cat, and these are going to be these are going to be uh, giveaway items. So if you want to check it out, it's on Periscope right now. There you see post time with Mike and Mike. I mean, just a beautiful hat, very good quality. Uh, it's it even has the the thing in the back that I like, the nice little Velcro there, and uh, you know it uh, it takes a lot to fit over my big head, but uh, you know a good Velcro thing like that fits. Very good. It can even go over the headphones and everything. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful hat. We uh, appreciate uh, Jim Winsky, uh, our good friend at Embroidery, uh, UNL.com, Embroidery Unlimited. So make sure you check them out once again. There it is. Most time with Mike and Mike Camp. And uh, we'll be giving those away uh, as uh, we get more in. But uh, once again, certainly a big thanks to Jim Winsky. Okay, so I'll uh, stop this broadcast now, and uh, we'll uh, get into the uh, the blue chip match. Man, you got a race going on back there, Mike? Yeah, we got a race going on. All right. Okay, well, here we go. We're going to go with the blue chip and uh, the blue chip matchmaker, which, of course, is on Friday at Yonkers. And uh, we've got the uh, George Morton Levy leg four in the big storyline, Mike, of the George Morton Levy, of course. Wiggle it, wiggle it off that big effort from post seven last week. Gets post one here tonight. And the rest of the team last week, all bets off right alongside post two. So I think the playing field's a little bit more level tonight, Mike, or this Saturday night. Yeah, I, I... Yeah, I completely agree. I think Wiggler, Wiggler, and all that talk are going to be the two big favorites there. And I'll tell you, it's going to really be up to Kaylee what he wants to do. Is he going to challenge Wiggler, Wiggler early from the rail, or is he going to just, you know, hang back and just kind of take a shot at him at the end? It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it's all going to depend on what happens early on in the race. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I just can't say enough about the effort of Wiggle Chicka's last start from post seven. But we're going to get more into that, Mike, in just a moment. But I do want to go over the blue chip matchmaker real quick. It does come uh, a day before Friday on Saturday. There's three, um, three divisions there. It is the fourth preliminary. Uh, the final is going to be on the same day, two weeks from Saturday, as the George Morton Levy final is. And uh, some great mayor passes. And uh, in the first division, Mike, if you got that opened up, you're going to see Venus Delight, uh, who is looking for her first win of the uh, Blue Chip Matchmaker Series. She's going to be up against Mocket Apar in a request for parole, a couple of horses that drew certainly better than her one and two. Do you think Venus Delight can get off the schneid here on Friday night? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this first division is, I mean, wickedly tough. Mocket Apar uh, in the first division won at 39.5 to one. And Mocket Apar is really. You know, Mike, I tell you, Makinapar has really uh, looked sharp as a blade. Request for parole gets a very good draw towards the inside, but I think that will benefit Yannick Jingbrow a little bit. This horse doesn't have a whole lot of early speed, but it has shown the ability to before to come from off the page. But, Mike, this is one of the more wide-open divisions. Uh, Venus Delight is also here. You can't ever leave out Venus Delight uh, even from post five. Well, certainly, and, uh, you know, she, I think, was one of the favorites probably heading into this uh, Blue Chip Matchmaker Series, and she's yet to win a uh, division, but uh, she'll have certainly a chance tonight. The sixth race is the second division, three of the Blue Chip Matchmaker, and this is uh, quite a race. Of course, Sella Bith has just been red hot, has won two in a row. She draws well again post four. Uh, and uh, she certainly has a big shot. Right to her inside is the $3.5 million mare, Androved, who's making her third start of the 2016 campaign, and she's looking for her first win. And then, of course, she's got a couple of nice horses inside, skipping by. You're going to kiss me or not? She'll be a pretty good race. Yeah, definitely. Androved, the big mare, coming back to take on these again. Uh, she only lost by a length uh, with Tim Teacher Kabori last time out. And that was back on April the 14th. So it's going to be interesting to see how Andrevet responds to it. Most of these horses haven't, every, in fact, I'm looking back at the past performances, every horse in this field has had a week off. So it's going to, or, I'm sorry, I said that wrong, Mike. Look at me. I read Andrevet's state wrong It's April 1st. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Of course, you have to get a kiss here, not towards the inside. Skipping by gets a very good draw. But Celibate has just been so dominating from just about every post position. It's hard to go against Celibate with George Stratton in this race. Yeah, and then the uh, third and final division race seven, you've got Lady Shadow, who's won, uh, who won two starts back from post seven, a solid third against El Raza, who probably would be the morning line favorite if she did not start all the way from post seven. She has won all three of her blue chip matchmaker uh, legs so far, but like I say, post seven is certainly a game changer. And uh, you've got Crispy Apple. What a great mare she is. She gets the need post relief after just getting drilled. Well, up three wide the first quarter last time of that 20 six and four quarter first quarter so she had every reason to tire she gets big time post relief in here yeah definitely you know my selection in the hannah contest with al raza i think al raza is going to be a decent price i think if you get three or four to one on al raza that's a good uh that's a good price but, you know towards the inside crispy apple gets a good draw she's really been disappointing throughout this series i mean granted she's got two second place finishes but i'm ex- i was expecting a little bit more from her uh, Gelly by the Beach hasn't shown a whole lot of uh, efforts either, and that really kind of surprises me. So I think Alvarazza and Christy Apple are two to watch. Of course, Lady Shadow can never be left out. 
George Morton Levy Series will be on Saturday, races 6, 7, 8, and 9. And race 6 is, uh, well, this is our contest race, a field of 7. And, of course, take it back, Terry has won each and every one of his legs and draws well once again, is uh, going to be the big favorite here, 3-2. to two, And I will absolutely guarantee he would be a lot less than that. Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, probably the one-to-nine favorite from post number three. The other ideal cowboy is in this race, but Silver Boots, and i, I got to remind everybody, Silver Boots was racing at Buffalo in the $8,000 Claybers, and he has really, really come on strong uh, for trainer Andrew Harris at Yonkers. Uh, I think he even surprised Frank Drucker. Uh, he, he never expected this horse to be able to keep up some of the open horses at um, at Yonkers. So Silver Boots could present a little bit of a value play if you're playing exotic. Yeah, and a great, great effort last week from Santa Fe Beach. Boy, kind of come out of nowhere a little bit. We'll see if he can duplicate that effort from post six at a good price. Race seven, this will be where all eyes are on, Mike, and uh, bad news, no show wagering in this race. Wiggle it, wiggle it. Is drawing the inside for trainer Brian Francis and driver Montreal team after just a huge, huge effort from post seven. And, uh, you know, one of the things, Mike, that the charted line does not show, if you look at the first quarter, it shows that he was back 13 lengths and went right back to seventh. A wiggle it, jiggle it, I don't want to say he left, but he did kind of test the waters out there. He did kind of leave, and then Montreal looked inside and saw when, you know, those four other horses inside of him, he, he just took back a little bit. But uh, what a great last half for wiggle it, jiggle it last time. I'm not sure I've ever seen a horse do that at Yonkers, Mike. No, I really don't. As fast as that horse came last week, it's like, you know it's going to be almost impossible to beat him, in my opinion. I think for as young as Montreal Teague is, and to drive Wiggle and Jiggle as smart as he did last week, he's got to be given a ton of credit. Uh, Montreal took back. He didn't, you know, he he wasn't trying to uh, overwork his horse, but that back half it was unbelievable. Uh, I believe it was uh, 53 seconds, was it, Mike? 53 and four. It was 53 and four back half. So. Uh, yeah. Home in 27 and 3 off of 151 and 4 mile. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but all bets off draws just to the outside. And the question I have is what is Matt Kakele going to do? Is Matt Kakele going to try to test Wiggle and Jiggle it early? Is he going to take back and, uh, you know, try to uh, race him down? It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but all bets off seems to work better from the lead. So I got to think Matt Kakele isn't going to just let Wiggle and Jiggle it uh, go to the front. And a couple of horses that you can't uh, take out as well. How about Luke and Hannibal? We were talking about him a lot last week. He won the first two legs, coming off of a disappointing eighth-place finish from the outside. Draws a little bit better and certainly has a lot of ability, so there's a contender. P.H. Super Cam, listen, this horse finished eighth last time, but we all know that he's much better than that. Uh, he won the uh, first leg of the George Morton Levy back on the uh, 19th and 53-2, and two, and that was from post seven. So a PH Super Cam could be a factor. There's some good horses in there as uh, well, but that'll be interesting to see with Wiggle Jiggler from the inside. Race eight, uh, the third leg of the George Morton Levy. This is a little bit more open because you have a bit of a legend once again starting from the outside. And this was a great race by a bit of a legend last time. I mean, he was last pretty much to the top of the stretch and completed last to first sweep in the stretch at Yuckers. Now, Mike, when's the last time you saw that? It doesn't happen very often, Mike, not at all. So he's got certainly a big chance for driver Jordan Stratton. Of course, you've got some great horses inside of him. Dr. Butch with a fantastic first over effort last time. A horse that I liked a little bit last week. Let us rock them. It's big time post relief from 4-7 to post 3. And it gets first time Brian Sears to boot. Plus, you have less drink on it. The real one from post 1 and 2. So that's going to be a very, very solid division, Mike. 
Yeah, definitely. Let's drink on it. Gets a good uh, post drop. Drew post seven last week against non winners of eighteen thousand last five, and just made a, I mean a huge move uh, past the half. Took over the lead and never looked back. Driver Tim Teacher picks up the lines again. I think nine to two is a uh, little bit of an overlay on that strength on it, getting a good post draw towards the inside. The one thing about that strength on it is uh, he has not been drawing well at Yonkers. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, when he draws well, he normally shows a lot of early speed, and uh, he, he could definitely take uh, take the race. The real one is another uh, good horse to be watched out for. And then, of course, uh, 2015, excuse me, 2014, Little Brown Jug winner Limelight Beach is always one to watch out for. The Certainly in race. division, Mike. Oh, go ahead. No, fire away. I was kind of looking at it as you were as you were saying, but uh, I think I know who you're going to mention in this fourth division. So let's see if I'm right. <laughs> fourth division of George Morton Levy Stakes it features Takawu, who gets yet another Boom! Uh, post position. Yeah, who gets another uh, post position? Uh, gets another post position uh, improvement this week uh, with post two. Doesn't have to face Wiggle and Jiggle. or all bets off. It'll be interesting. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Katowski does, and that is my top selection there. Well, that certainly doesn't surprise me. I knew that's exactly who you're going to jump on. Uh, you know, Mockinsos got the inside, uh, a good second place finish last time to take it back. Terry draws the rail, should be in line for a good trip again. I mean, you've got Doomy that again. No, Morby Beach, I think, is going to be in line for a better effort, too, after springing the upset two starts back. So it uh, should be a great division. Should be another entertaining weekend of uh, harness racing at Yonkers. you got the Beach Matchmaker Friday, the George Morton Levy on Saturday. And, uh, well, Mike, I'll tell you what, we're at 8.05, and I think we've got this thing wrapped up and want to let you go and uh, so you can get back to having a good time at the Hoosier Park. And uh, how is the night of racing over there to, uh, to give us a wrap up? Yeah, we well, still got some races to go. Yeah, we got uh, they got 14 races here tonight. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that Hoosier Park does that I love is they give out swag every night in uh, race number six. They tweet out the program page and they uh, they uh, allow you to uh, pick the winner. And guess what? I picked my first winner all night, so I get some Hoosier Park smile to take home. Uh, they actually just sent me a uh, Twitter message. So uh, I finally get a winner, but I didn't bet it because we were on the show. So what can I say? Well, there you go. Bl- blame me. L- listen, I, I should have known that if there was free stuff that, that you, you were going to be there, and, uh, you know, that's the case. But, no, listen, hats off to Hoosier Park doing a fantastic job there. And uh, they're going to have a big event coming up next year, aren't they, Mike? Yeah, they uh, they have the 2017 Breeders' Crown, and Mike, I hope we can uh, broadcast live from here. I tell you, it's a great facility, and uh, you can, I can see every the beautiful thing about this clubhouse. I can see right across the racetrack. It is just fantastic. Uh, everything going on here at Beaver Park. All right. Yeah, well, sir, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, over the next uh, hour or so, why don't you scout out our spot and our broadcast location for 2017 and uh, make sure it's a good one, make sure it's right next to the finish line. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, don't forget to log on to our website, www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com, for all the latest show information. Also, of course, the big contest on Saturday, and you can register now. You've got one more opportunity because next week is the final leg of the George Morton News. They've got one more opportunity to uh, sign up and try to get to the finals to win that set of Yannick Shingra colors. Anything else from uh, Anderson, Indiana, Mike, or are we good? No, we're good to go. Uh, there's a lot of great racing left, so if you haven't uh, haven't sealed up your ADWs or your wager accounts, make sure you throw in some money at Hoosier Park. 
That's right. And if you happen to be in the Indiana area and you want to stop by and uh, you can say hi and meet that uh, post time with Mike and Mike's very own Mike Carter, he'll be the guy with the $2 show ticket. That's right. All right. All right. Well, listen, for everybody, uh, we certainly appreciate all the guests joining us on the program. Larry Reinheimer taking time out. Certainly appreciate Jim Winsky, uh, Jen Starr from Pocono, and Wendy Morgan Namath. For Mike Carter, it is Mike Bozich. We'll see you next Thursday for first post of 7 o'clock. Good night, everybody. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.